Welcome to 5 O'Clock Talks. It's currently 8.25 on a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday here Monday. in Milwaukee. You know, I'm Ben. I'm Prince. I'm Huck. And we would love to thank our past listeners. Listen to the past episodes, you know, give them amazing feedback, comments. Um, keep it coming at our email, 5 O'Clock Talks at gmail.com. That is 5 O'Clock Talks. Isn't that that at gmail.com. For those of you those of you who are new to our podcast, you can find us at Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you know for those of you that aren't sheeps out there, Google Podcast. The drink of this week is uh it is Jim Beam and Bush Light. Now the drink I was thinking of was actually Captain Morgan and Bushlight, but that's okay because we're still going to drink this right here. Disclaimer, we do drink during this podcast, and we're posting hopes that you would drink along with us. The But obviously, you do not have to. With that said, we do not condone underage drinking or drinking and driving for those of you that might like to listen to your podcasts on the road. The topic of this week is conspiracy theories. You know, yes, it first, is. Let's get the taste in. Let's get it in. Uh, I have not had this. Cheers, boys. Huh. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Right off the bat, you smell the whiskey, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The beer does not mask the, mask the whiskey smell mm-hmm, or the taste. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. I don't mind it. Over, I'm going to get another sip in here. Like, I can taste the whiskey without the without the bite of it. Yeah. Prince uh, Prince typically dies on the brown. Um, so he's dying over here. Would you like a little more... Uh, I guess our beers are mixer today. Would you like a little more mixer? <laughs> I don't even know if that would help. Hey, give, give that a rip because the ratio might be different. Yeah. You know, I, I, bought, I didn't even use the, the, the thing with Bob. I just... Slightly made, better. I just did it to my... Give a little flop okay. here. Um, so... Now that you've tasted, uh, Prince, what do, you, what do you got for me here? Come back to me. Come back to you? Yeah. Um, like I said, right off the bat, uh, smell of the whiskey's there, taste of the whiskey's there, still taste the beer, there's no bite to the whiskey. I'm, I would order this at a bar. No. Um, no. You would get some strange looks. I, I, I definitely would, but I'm going to give it like a 6.8. You know, I was thinking along the same lines, roughly in the sixes, and get one more sip just to get. Go, yeah, like, you know, wet the palate. You, you bring up good points. You know, you wouldn't order at a bar. Right, you wouldn't order if, at if a bar. If the guy next to me orders this, I'll look at him. Just ask him, but are you okay? Like, like we were discussing earlier, like, Budweiser did do copper lager, which was Budweiser... Uh, brewed in Jim Beam barrels with a little bit of Jim Beam in it to give it that log, like the darker lager, mm-hmm. lager mm-hmm. taste. And I enjoyed I that. I liked that. That was a good beer. This is, I think, it's a little different because of how light Bush Light is, and it, it doesn't like, mm-hmm. it doesn't flow together well. I think yeah, also the the ratio. Yeah, the it ratio. Was, it, it was like a dash of whiskey with the more brewed. Mm-hmm. Brewed in, yeah, it had the flavor, flavor too mm. from the barrel. It's like a, well. It was like a good brewed coffee. You know? I, I would have to give it a six five. Six five. All right, Prince, we're we're coming back to you now. Um, 
after a second consideration, I'm going to give it a 5-7. Okay. Seven. I do not enjoy this, but... I mean, like, we are going to revisit at the end of the episode. Ben, uh, it's a solid I know you did the... 6.3 repeating. My, my thoughts is that, like, it just... Like, it's not bad, but it just takes away the good parts of each side. Yes. Like, personally, I'm not a big Jim Beam fan, but, like, there are whiskeys that I do really enjoy. Like, the Traverse City is probably my... Yep, that's a great That's one. a good one. All-time favorite. Love that. Um, love Bush Light, obviously, but I feel like the kind of rough, not-so-great taste of Jim Beam is taking away the good parts from the Bush Light, and then the Bush Light is taking away the good parts of... What you find in, like, uh, what, would, what would be a better well, whiskey. A bourbon, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess without uh, further ado, Ben. Yes, sir. Let's kick this shit off. Let's, let's jump right in. Oh, conspiracy theory. So we all come to the table bringing in a conspiracy theory that I would say we all believe in. Well, of ourselves. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I personally believe in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, any specific order? Who, who, who would like to, anyone want to start first? Anyone want to get right into it? I would like to go last. You, you oh, go last. all right. I'll, I'll jump right in. All into right. It. I'd love to hear it. Um, Paul McCartney died in 1966. Tell me more. All right. Tell me more. So, November 5th, 1966. Okay. The band got into a huge argument in the studio one night. Paul McCartney left furious. All right. Wait, wait, wait. For those you, those that might not know who Paul McCartney is, holy shit! If, if you, you don't know, know what Paul, Paul McCartney is, um, I think yes. every, I think one hundred percent of our listeners, I would hope hey, so. But Paul McCartney know. is one of the members of the Beatles. Yes. Um, you don't know right. he, who are the Beatles? Yeah. He's <laughs> no, current, you don't know that. Stop listening. He's um, allegedly alive, or so they say. I, I will, I'll dive deep into this. So they think he left in a, in a rage after a fight with the band over you know whatever miscellaneous shit that bands fight about. And uh, he left. He got into a car crash, got decapitated. Shortly after that, they did a band lookalike contest. And they did a band lookalike contest to find somebody who looked like every member of the band. Like anybody who thought they resembled one of the band members, they did a contest to see who was the number one. And so obviously this is where the lookalike comes in of Paul McCartney. Now... I did a little research on this. So, Beatles' White Album, one of their better albums that they ever had. They have a track on there that is number nine. Now, it is nine minutes and nine seconds long of them just going number nine, number nine, number nine, for nine minutes and nine seconds. Why? I have no fucking clue. But if you play that album back, or if you play that song backwards, you you get a Turn Me On Dead Man. Okay, that's what you hear when you play it backwards. Interesting. Um, so you turn me on, Dead Man, and that's pretty much where it was like Paul McCartney's dead. He like actually died, even though the Beatles covered it up. And then additionally, they also have multiple um, other other songs that you have like lyrics in there. Um, yeah, lyrics in there that like support this theory. Okay. Okay. What are those? Um, so like. In, like, the Abbey Road album cover, okay? Okay. So, the Abbey Road album cover, they are all allegedly walking in step, except Paul McCartney, who is barefoot and out of step with the rest of the band. He's mm-hmm. also shown holding a cigarette in his right hand, but, the like, Paul McCartney was left-handed. Which which album was this? 
Abbey Road. And then um, there was on the Sgt. Pepper and Lonely Hearts Club album, they're all wearing the same ridiculous outfit, and on his sleeve he has an OPD, which is something pronounced dead. I can't remember what the O stands for at the time. So he was wearing that on his sleeve. Um, so with that as well, and then they also think that in the song I Am The Walrus, Cuckoo Kachu, um, yeah, so they have the whole thing with I Am The Walrus and what they say, and they think that the correlation to what the, the, oh, fuck, I don't know, whatever the ridiculous fucking lyric they have in there is, is similar to what Humpty Dumpty said mm -hmm. before he took the fall mm. and died because he cracked his head open. Yeah. Um, and then as well, so then they, there is, walrus is Nordic for death. Mm. And I think something like that, trying to remember all of this off the top of my head uh -huh. is kind of a little hard. Um, and then in a different song, let me see if I can find this here. Um, yeah, I guess in a different song, John Lennon wrote a lyric and at the end of the song, the lyric is Paul is the walrus. So, there's all these clues, right? Like, we haven't done that in a while. You guys want to do that again? Wait, wait, that's getting good. This will be an episode full of... This will be an episode full of... It kind of is. But, so they're releasing that information, or they're just, like, saying all this shit, you know, like... I don't know. And then Willie Campbell was the Paul McCartney lookalike. So, I mean, there's there's a whole lot to go into this. Hmm. Yeah, so they they felt guilty about it, and they were leaving subtle clues in their songs. Uh -huh. So here's the oh yeah, I looked it up. Here's the Abbey Road. Yep, you're right. He is barefoot. Barefoot, out of step. Right hand. Cigarette in right hand when Paul McCartney was left-handed. Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. And then Strawberry Fields Forever. Ooh. The lyrics are "I buried Paul," and I'm so tired. And I'm, or, uh, yeah, and then appears to have yet another backwards clue which says, Paul is dead, miss him, miss him, miss him. Hmm. So then obviously then the Abbey Road thing as well. Um, and then, mm -hmm. so with that as well, John Lennon's dressed in white to represent the priest. Wow. Um, Ringo Starr's in black were portrayed as the undertaker and Harrison is wearing full denim suggesting a grave digger. Huh. Um. So yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. And then also in that album cover, there's a Volkswagen Beetle, which has the license plate that says 28 if. Paul McCartney would have been 27, like mm. normal, with and left-handed. 27 Club as well. So 28 if he would have lived. Yeah. So what, what if, I wonder if this is all like, <clears throat> falls under the the artist category of like selling your soul to the devil for like at 17 at and then 17, you get your 10 years music mm -hmm. there's so many 27 club artists like it could be a coincidence because i mean i'm sure plenty of people die at 27 but like all the songs about selling your soul to the devil for like good music and oh, yeah. fame could be it that's what i'm saying good. i mean you're you're not like so like that's pretty much my whole theory there's obviously more like hidden clues that they brought in there mm -hmm. but i i don't know i i can see it 
the the devil selling your soul to the devil adds a as a whole new aspect to yep uh, a whole new aspect right and I mean think about how many young artists died at twenty seven yeah. why they were all left handed is really weird mm. um, Janis Joplin Jimi Hendrix Jim Morrison um, allegedly Paul McCartney. Um, I guess Chris Farley falls into that as well, I believe, right? He was in part of the 27 Club. Chris Farley? Yeah, he died at 27, also left-handed. I think. Maybe I could be wrong. He might have been 31. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean... Marquette grad. Yeah. So, like, it's just... It's super interesting. Like, maybe that is a thing as well. You know, like... Could be. Maybe you could... Like, you could go to the crossroads. Sell yourself to the devil. Who's got the... Hank's got the song about that... Hank Senior. Yeah. Crossroads there's there's so many songs about there, that. Yeah, there are. Me, meeting a guy in a white Cadillac at the crossroads. Yep. Gives you a ride to Nashville. Mm. So, yeah. I presented my evidence. Wow. Have, we have I convinced you? you that Paul McCartney died on November 5th, 1966? <sighs> my question is, how would they have covered it up? How the, like you say he got decapitated? What, what makes you say that? The reports say that there was a car crash that happened that night, and the only member in the crash was decapitated. Oh, okay, okay. Well, do they like know like what type of car? Like, how did they? Why did they think it's it was Paul? Well, so there's a lot of. I remember you saying that he got in a fight. He left. Yeah. So. In my theory, one of them went after him, saw it, or you know, realized this happened. Yeah. Called the police. It's the fucking Beatles in the '60s in London. Okay, fair like, enough. You know, gonna be the cop. Gosh, the cops gosh. come there. They're like, "Yeah, shut this shit up." And not long after that, so that was in November. In December, they were hosting that lookalike contest. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely possible. But on the contrary. He would have had to learn how to play and write music. Yeah. And switch hands. <laughs> yeah. Helen Keller probably could have done Hell- it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so many Helen Keller TikToks recently. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean. I, I want to say yes. But then I think rationally. Rationally? People love to make no. signs out of things that's actually not there. Yeah. But I mean, but the hair. lyric. Paul, I that, that's what Paul. gets me is like some of these lyrics. Paul is the walrus. Uh huh. Um, some of them, it, like to some people, might just be it would just be gibberish. But Paul you know. is gone. Miss him, miss him, miss him. See, that is what really stands out. Wait, was, yeah. uh, Oh no, it was John Lennon with Yoko. I wonder if I wonder yeah. if like maybe the lyrics could have been because Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe like that's when they were going through like their their troubles and. Paul hated Yoko, and so that's kind of what made him, like... Flip out? Yeah, I mean, like, leave, and then they are like, damn, like, no one really likes Yoko, but we like Paul. Wish see ya. Yeah, but, like, I miss you. Um, huh. speaking of John Lennon and Yoko, um, I'll throw another crazy thing in here. Um, Forrest Gump was responsible for, uh, John Lennon's death. I feel like we talked, me and you talked about this before. I think we might have. This sounds familiar. Because uh, in the movie, um, Forrest's story in Vietnam inspired um, 
John Lennon to write, what the fuck was that song called that the, the guy who killed him said he killed him because, because the lyrics are, we can do anything we want to do, like, um, things are just materialistic, we don't need anything like that, and obviously it's, it's John Lennon writing this when he has the fame, the fortune, and everything he could ever want, mm -hmm. so the guy that killed him just went off because of that song, and in the movie, it, they... John Lennon says that he wrote the song about Forrest Gump because he had nothing. And he just mm -hmm. he was still keeping on regardless that he had yeah. nothing. So mm -hmm. like, Forrest Gump's responsible for the death of John <laughs> Lennon, um, and Paul McCartney died in '66. So like, <laughs> believe it yeah. if you will. Um, Why not? I believe it. Prince, I believe it. I'm, I'm have not. I convinced you that Paul McCartney died? I gotta go with Ben on this one. Like, I want to believe it. But, like, because there is so much just strange stuff going on with this case that, like, I, I want to. But, logically, I feel like I have to kind of side with Ben on this one and say, man just died. But I will say that there's so much strange evidence that needs to be discussed. There right. could be more to this. Yes, very. A deep dive. Yep. A deep dive. A documentary. Of the boys getting hammered. Dude, that would be sick. Like, what if we actually did have a documentary show where it's just us going around, like, all the sites of these, like, unexplained things, like, doing a bunch of research, and then... Drunk. No, 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 sober. Ah. And then we present our research at the end of the episode, just hammered. It's like, it's like uh, the one show Drunk History or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, that that pretty, wraps, pretty much wraps up um, everything that I was going to go on. Um, I think we'll take a quick break. Yeah, take a quick break. We're gonna we're gonna pour ourselves another round. It's debatable. And um, we're gonna we're gonna go at it. Welcome back. All right. Good conspiracy, Huff. Good good conspiracy. Thank you. All right. So I think it's up to up to me now. All right. So I think y'all have heard of this from. Because of me mentioning it, y'all sound like y'all know about it. The Denver Airport, the Denver International Airport conspiracy theory. Very big conspiracy theory. Yeah, this a, one's it's a like huge, massive. This one's a very massive. It's theory. huge. So many sub theories inside a giant one. I I know right? some stuff about this too. Mm -hmm. My parents would always, or my grandparents would always go to the Denver airport, uh, so I've heard about this, and I've seen a couple Watch Mojo videos about uh, it. So I'd like to add some things if you don't cover uh, them. Of course, of course. So, so the. I remember back in middle school hearing about this. I don't remember where, but there was like a two-part video that some like high schoolers made at that time for, I guess, one of their classes that me and my buddies were super into conspiracy theories. Shout out to you, Ruben, if you're listening, and uh, Eric. Oh, Ruben. Yeah, Ruben and Eric. Shout out to y'all boys if y'all are listening. Um, but yeah, there's like a good month where we were just on conspiracy theories. So we came up with the old uh, Denver Airport, Denver International Airport. So let's start out with giving the base the outside. Yeah, yep, from yep. the outside looking in. All right. The shape of the airport itself is pretty peculiar. Do y'all do y'all know about the shape? Uh, I do not. So the shape of the entire airport heavily resembles a swastika to begin with. Okay. So, okay. I mean, that could just be a coincidence. You're like, all right, let's put out some buildings here, lay them out, all right? But something that really piques my interest is, from what I remember, is I could, they maybe they switched it or something, but the fences on the airport. 
Okay, that's not fence, what I thought you were going to say. Oh, no, 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 I'll get to I think I know what you're talking about next, but we'll get to that. Uh, the fence around the airport, you know how they all curve so people can't climb in, whatever? Yeah. Well, the fences are facing inward, like it's trying to, like it's meant to keep things in rather than out. What do you mean by inward? So you know how they're facing outward so like people can't climb the fence and get over it? Yeah. Okay. Like just literally so, flip. So the curve yes. is to the inside, yes, not to towards the, the airport. I gotcha. Yes, yes. Okay. It's that's a little weird. It looks like because typically you want to keep things out, not in, or I guess people, you know. I think what you're going at was the just the set size of the airport or the what they have owned. No, no. no? All right. Well, then let me let me finish this. You can tell me what you know about the outside. So obviously, airports have to buy mass a lot of land. land around them, but didn't mention National Airport bought so much land around it. Unnecessary land. I can't think of what it is. It's been since middle school since I watched this video. I thought you were gonna say six sixty six. Oh, I'm sure there's something around there, but no. <laughs> but like unnecessary amounts. Like there's, it's insane. They don't need it. So what do they? Why do they want all that land? I mean, for most airports, it's for clearance. Right. But this one's just unnecessary amounts. Now, what was where, where were you getting at? What did you think I was going to add to that part, the outside of it? Prince, you can help me out with this. The the giant blue stallion with the mm. red eyes. Yep. Oh, let's get nice. that too. All right. Yes. Oh, so, I mean, I, I, that's where right, I was right. I thought, I thought it meant more wide. Okay. So, oh, no, no, yeah. No. So, there's a statue out there. It's like it was a giant blue stallion, red eyes. But what's so crazy is that during the, I think after it was built, actually, the architect went to go admiring it. I think sometime while it was being put up, or maybe after it was put up, whatever, it falls on and kills him. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's something that's interesting. I think that's, I might be wrong, maybe I'm just adding to it, but I think that's when the stallion's eyes turned red or something, I don't know, but uh, maybe I'm just making that up, but. I, I have not heard that. I just know no. about the demonic yes. stallion. Yes, There's, a, I know that he died from his own mm -hmm. creation. That's all I know. That's yeah, a little which crazy. is wild. Yes, so you know, there's already a dead body on the airport, you know. Day one, you know, <laughs> exactly. Walker's not even built yet. Yes. And all right, so that's the that's the all the outside I can think of. Prince, you you said you know about a, a good amount of this also. Anything from the outside that I might have missed? The outside, the, the um, shape, the size, the swastika, the size, the fences coming in, and the giant blue stallion with red eyes that killed its creator. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I had heard about the the blue stallion was that like the guy who made it, like the creator. Like, part of the reason why it looks the way it does is because, like, he lost his mind midway through making Ooh, it. So, like, he started and he was, like, perfectly sane. And, like, while he start like, was in the process of making it, he started, like, completely losing his mind. Like, mm. night terrors, night sweats. You would see things, hear things that weren't there. Um, and then I think toward the last – like, one of the last things he did was made its eyes glowing red. And then, like, shortly after, it fell on him when it shouldn't have fallen and killed yeah. him. Oh. Like, like, impaled him. I can see that. So that's... that's it's a very... Yeah. It's a hot take. Hot take. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. All right. Now, get closer to the inside, you know? Oh. So, Denver International Airport. Let's go below. Let's go below. There are... I forget how many stories. I think at least five stories below the airport... Massive amount of space that they claim is just for storage, but what are you no storing? one's allowed. Exactly, exactly. It's an yes, exactly. What's it for? There's so many levels down there. Nothing 
Nothing. You're not allowed down there. Obviously, I mean, whatever. But what what do you need all that space for? All that land for? It's crazy, crazy to think, right? What else? This is all just building up, you know. Yeah, exactly. This so is, you know, I got the I got the old goosebumps. Yeah, you know? it gives exactly. you the chills. So much space down there. They claim for for storage. I can right. I, I cannot possibly fathom what, what a need? airport would need storage for five, five flights. Yeah. I could be wrong about the flights, but I know it's definitely more than like three. I think. But okay. either way, so so much so, space. Like I don't think I can tell you one other airport that has a underground basement for storage i don't know i don't know i don't know multiple i, I mean i can see one mm -hmm. so you have like all your repair equipment for like your you know like the can the luggage returns and shit like that and like extra security equipment in case something goes down and you fucking bring a new thing up or mm -hmm. whatever this mm -hmm. that and other thing and like chairs and whatnot like this and that but i i i can see one but not yes. multiple yes and then Denver itself is the second largest airport in the world, I think. No. I think it is. Um, they This literally just happened. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is recent. Never mind then. But. Well, one of China's became number one. Oh, okay. I see. For the largest airport. And then the United States. Actually, no. I, 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 think, I, think, I think the article I remember reading was like just not the airport itself, but... Like what's technically oh, oh, called the airport. space space. I like think that's what acreage, I read. Acreage wise, yes, I think that's what I read. Okay, I got okay, you. Because yeah, yeah. I know like JFK itself JFK is, is, the, is yes. the number one. It's it, the large. It's, it's the, the largest. Air, yeah, the busiest yeah. airport in the world. And then there's that one in New York that's number three because the one in China was number one. Then it dropped down to number two and is still over the one in New York. Isn't JFK in New York? Isn't that the, is that the one in New York? Yeah. Or is it? Uh, we think of Atlanta. I think. Yeah, the, Atlanta's Atlanta, also yeah busy. Atlanta, that's the other one. Yeah. yeah, so it's Atlanta and then JFK. Yeah, one of the, either way. But, all right, so, uh, that's down. Back to the, the main floor, I guess. There's this, there's this plaque, dedication plaque, to the airport. And it's, it says all this goofy things, whatever. I think it's a time capsule dedication kind of thing. No one knows what's in the time capsule. I think this the place was built in like the sixties or seventies. I forget, but the time capsule was supposed to be open in I think it was twenty ninety six or something. So no one's gonna know what's so in it until. That's like what one hundred fifty yeah. years. Yeah, it's a, that's it's a, a long weird long. time it frame is. for a time capsule. It's, it's weird, but on the dedication plaque is what's really weird. It's dedicated to the New World Airport Commission, which doesn't exist right there's no company organization called the new world airport commission i could be wrong on the wording either way look it up prove me wrong i don't care you can do the research your own either Forward way to our email i am close enough i will i will fucking yeah we'll everything, come back everything we're saying we're close enough exactly. so there's that little plaque but also on the plaque is the symbol for the freemasons yes so the the decades centuries I think old uh, secret reward society secret society yeah. actually I don't think it's secret anymore at this well, point but oh, it yeah, still is if, yeah. you, if you can prove it right I think I've been proven it's just no one knows who's in it mm. I, I I could be wrong but either way so they think that's linked to the you know New World Airport Commission New World you know Freemasons mm -hmm. little 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 it's all coming together right you can see it piecing together. Now, 
Something that creeps a lot of people out are the murals yes, in the I've airport. heard a lot about the murals. Yes. And I've never actually flown on a Denver Prince. Have you I flown on not. a Denver? Yeah. Oh, wow. International airport? It's a really dope looking airport. I bet it is. Well, I mean, it was shaped like a fucking swastika, <laughs> so hell yeah. I'm just kidding. I had no way to support them. No, here's the thing. Like, sorry. Hey, finish no, your no. sentence. Yeah, finish your sentence, please. No way you support... Yeah, like the whole Nazi thing. Okay, okay there you okay. go. Yeah. You cut yourself off. I did. Just I'm, letting yeah, you finish I, it. I, I typically, I do that a lot. <laughs> I have a very quick thought. Um, but if the Nazis wanted to use the swastika, that symbol would be used so much more today. It's pretty sick. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the, like, Hindu peace symbol. Oh, no, Hindu is backwards. It's backwards, right. It's right. opposite. It's the opposite yeah. of that. I don't know why they use that. I don't know either. You guys took the World War II class. I don't, like, I don't remember ever talking about the symbology for it but we, we never did we no, didn't discuss that no but either way might be a follow-up yeah. back to this so there's there's a there's several pieces of murals obviously all done by the same artist because all the work is very similar i don't remember who the artist is there's probably some conspiracy with the artist too probably dead by his own painting somehow but so it what it depicts is events of the world ending and being reborn mm-hmm so there's like a image. The new world. Yes, the new world. Yeah, oh yeah. There's the so I think there. I'm I'm thinking of only three, but there might be more. But there's like an image of uh, a bunch of group of like families and kids with it's like a burning building in the back and a forest. I think there's like a serpent there symbolizing like Satan, whatever. Uh, so like it's just showing like the it's destruction. Really, I've seen it. It's really yes. fucking weird. The destruction of the world. And then there's like another picture of like a uh, soldier slicing at some kid with a gas mask and You're talking like that uh, yeah. Too. It, that's like really the other fucking image. Weird. And then the next from, image from Luke Skywalker shit. No, um, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker shit. <laughs> and then like weirder. the last image I'm thinking of, I think it's called like Peace and Harmony. Is I think that's what the title was. It's like a bunch of kids circle around each other uh, next to like a, I think maybe a growing flower, I can't remember, with like all this stuff in the background. I, I can't remember what it was, but so it's like symbolizing the end of the world, the entire death, and then the rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know where, the, no one knows. I Actually, I'm sure people knows where it came from. I don't, but no one knows why it's, what it's doing in an airport. For God's sake, what's it doing in that airport? It's, yeah. So there, there's, I'm sure there's some pieces that I'm missing that a oh, yeah. 12-year-old Ben would be mad at. I was like, how are you forgetting this? All this research is based off of my 12-year-old self. But uh, what was really interesting was, you remember how the end of the world is supposed to be 2012, right? Mm-hmm. So there were reports that uh, the president at the time, you know, Barack Obama, was actually in Denver during the whole end of the world supposed to be. So the so I should go back and explain. So the whole theory is that it's supposed to be like a a bunker for the whole new world order for the end of the world. The storage space down down in the bottom is supposed to be able to store mm-hmm. thousands of millions of people, I'm whatever, for to restart the whole new world. And that's why I was like the we had our world leader in Denver at the time of the old right. 9-11 scare. 9-11. <laughs> not 9-11 Jesus scare. Christ, we're not getting into 9-11. 2012 scare. Oh, into the world. Oh, good thing the Mayans were off, you know. 
Or were they? That's all another were conspiracy. They? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so Ben, what I'm hearing right. is, is there's a lot of, a lot of suspicious activity going around. Oh, wait, hold up. First off, were you done with your with your spiel? Pretty much. I can't think, Prince. Do you think we? You, you said you know this pretty well. Anything um, I might have missing? Anything? I could have done better touching So, like, the tunnels are really strange to me. Yep. Like, that's one thing that's tunnels. really weird. That is, is that, so weird. Like, so, I mean, every, a lot of airports have underground tunnels or rail systems of some sort. Yes. To, oh, yeah. I forgot to, about the rail system they have. To transport people to different terminals and gates. Yeah. But the strange thing about this one is that at, like, kind of the furthest most terminals, it goes on, but it stops. Yeah, makes you, sense. You can't go there. Hmm. Um, but it goes on like a long way and obviously no one's ever been able to really yeah. explore that because it's a airport you yeah. can't really do that. Um, and it wouldn't be easy to like get away with either. Um, but like reports of those tunnel systems going on for miles and miles and miles and miles and like people like, uh, um, engineers who have like looked at it before have like looked at that tunnel system and, like, concluded that, like, yeah, this is the type of, like, um, supports that you use for a long tunnel, not just mm-hmm. a short tunnel. Because yeah. a short tunnel, you would kind of, you guys, the engineers, could help me on this. Like, it, you, would, you wouldn't you would need continuous supports that, like, go for miles. Like a bridge, you know? Like a short bridge, you can build it kind of haphazardly, but a long bridge has to have certain trusses and support systems. I'm going to disagree with that, but that's Probably okay. different material their materials it, yeah, are different but, but like it, it doesn't it doesn't like show i see what you're getting yeah you know what i'm saying yeah based um, yeah. on what materials they were using it shows it, that it goes exactly yeah longer. and like it looks like a long subway tunnel i was gonna say something about that was i remember a little little bit of uh i remember the construction of it was extended by like 10 years i think and then X, like any other construction project it gets pushed back and goes oh, i mean schedule always goes over talk. budget Schedule's but talk. But it gets extended like 10 years, and then it gets extended for another X amount of years, I believe. And the budget of it was a small amount, like for a typical, not a small amount, relatively, for a typical airport. But then it was jumped up to some stupid amount that the public wasn't sure what it was, what it was for. I just remember that when you talk, started talking about the tunnels. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So, so what, my question is, is so you, you've portrayed all this information about the yes. airport. What is your overall theory? So the overall, to kind of sum it into like a sentence or two, the Denver airport is to be used for a kind of like a fallout shelter for the elites, I guess. You know, they have the, the, well, see, but then there's the, uh, the inward fences, what gets me too. Cause it's trying to key people in. So I guess, well, I guess it's, it's to, it's, the new, uh, it's for the new world once it ends to house the n- new people and the new world. So, so on and so forth. My theory with that, just based off this information, keeping people in and not letting people get out, is it allows for people to get in. And yeah. the slaughterings that you were talking about with the soldiers swiping out the children, right? Yep. It allows people to get in. Mm-hmm. And whoever survives, whatever they're portraying is about to happen for the end of the world, is to keep them in so that the New World Order can kill them off before they can get out. Hmm. Oh. 
I I think they're I think it's like a lesser known, lesser talked about, um, like Area Fifty One. Someone is going off my TikTok right now. It's I I think that like underneath they're keeping something or people or like I a think group it's of people. meant to house people. Right? I think it is meant to house people as well. And like you know, I think that could be kind of I like I wonder if like that could be kind of the Nazi themes to it. Keeping them there. Well, like, keeping people For there. like good. Yeah, like, if you look at, like, other, like, propaganda about, like, of groups of people who have been, like, throughout history slaughtered other groups of people, um, like, genocides, they always produce, like, propaganda or, like, imagery or media of, like, their own soldiers or, like, people slaughtering other groups of people. And it's meant to, like, you know, invigorate people and kind of, like, show, like, yeah, like, you know, like we're doing that, like, like World War II Nazis and Jews, yeah. you know, like, saying the Jews were bad and doing all this stuff, making all this Jew anti-Jew propaganda where the Jews were depicted as, like, you know, th- thieves and, you know, crooks and yeah. stuff like that. And, the, you know, the big, strong Aryan soldier was taking, like, you know... Pr- for lack of a better term, taking care of, like, the problem. Yeah. So that could be that. Fences facing inward, you know, in the event that it does get overrun, then, like... No, it's allowing it to be overrun. Yeah. Yeah. But allowing for them not to get out Well, yeah, no, no, allowing allowing people not to escape is what I'm saying. Like, in the event that they escape and they get up and out, then they can't really get out. Or, you know, making it easy for, like... A group to come in and easily secure and contain that area. That's my theory. Either way, there's something fishy going on there. One hundred percent. Things just don't add up. I think I remember seeing a recent article where uh, I say recent, it's like 2016, but either way, uh, I think the new CEO of the Denver International Airport, uh, like she's really into these conspiracy theories. So she's like, she feeds into them and she embraces them. But you know, could be a cover up. Could be a cover up. Could be a cover up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one hell of a theory. I, I, I believe in it. I believe oh, that, I there, that there's shit going on there. Prince, you, you do too, I, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. If anybody, like, obviously, if anyone has any insight on this, uh, please throw it to our email. Maybe um, you're an advent traveler of Denver Airport. You just yeah, you got, you got, it. you got a little more insight. Uh, please throw it to us. We, we would love to hear it. We're gonna, boys are gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with a, uh. A fresh drink, and we're gonna get we're gonna get into Prince's uh, conspiracy theory here. All right, well we're back um, with the third segment here. This this is one that I'm very excited about. Um, I did extensive research on it this time. As a throwback to episode one, I'm covering the Dyatlov Pass incident. This time with actual facts, factual and information, non-biased information related to Bigfoot, and more just <laughs> open-ended discussion. Okay, so to get into it, the Diallo Pass incident happened on February 2nd, 1959. Yes. Um, nine Russian hikers by the name of Igor Dyatlov, Yuri Doroshenko, Lidomia Dubina, uh, Yuri Kvoroshenko, Alexander Kolotov, Zinyada Kolmogrova, Rustam Slobodin. Rustin? Nikolai Vladimirovich Thibault Brigoles and 
Semyon Kolotov. Where's that Rustin guy's name? I sound like Rustin the Slobby Hobo. One interesting fact, though. Hold up. I have 20 minutes. I gotta, I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, he's fair. You, 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 you're, you're on about it. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Go, I, that might be it. more. But anyways, the, the chilling fact was um, Igor Dyatlov, the guy who this thing is named after, was born on the exact same day as me. And two of the oh. other people were born a day and before after them. So there's, I think, four total members who were born within a day of each other in okay. January. Interesting. Interesting fact. Just but anyways, so... Um, All of these guys sound like they drink vodka heavily. Yeah. Like, just their last name. Or, or their characters <laughs> from Black Ops Zombies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so um, the purpose of their hike was to get to the Ortorton Mountain. Um, but there were nine Soviet hikers who actually went into the pass. Um, all from the Euro Polytechnical Institute. They were all extremely experienced hikers. And they were all extremely young. All of them were in their 20s. They were all from Polytech? Yep, except one. One guy was late like 30s. The Polytech in California? Yes, Ben, the Polytech in California. Why are these guys with so Russian? Um, they were probably were, like, obviously the, the boom, you know, of the foreign countries coming to the United States to get ahead of their, ahead of their no, peers. No, 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 this is the Euro Polytechnical Institute. Oh! I was, I was just, I was kidding. I thought you were oh, kidding, that was that's You know, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna put a joke in there, give a little <laughs> more sarcastic I was tone. trying... No, of course. I, you, you were stressing way too much. I, I was just, just I was busting your balls about hitting 20 minutes. Like, let's, we're gonna have, we're gonna have fun with this. Like, that's... There that's that's, that's what I like to yeah. hear. See, okay, I don't have ahead. to just blaze through this information. No, dude, we're, we're gonna bust your balls. Okay, good. So, um... To kind of give a, a quick brief overview, these hikers went in with the intent of hitting this mountain. They did not reach the mountain. They all died in the pass, called Dyatlov Pass, named after Igor Dyatlov. Who was born on my birthday? Do we know how long that pass is? Like, what's the stretch? We got a distance? I don't actually know how That's long fair. the pass is. It's, it's a small area. That's but the strange. reason, the way they actually, the re- they weren't supposed to even go through the pass ever. Oh. Like, really severe weather was what drove them. They got kind of lost. In right, to keep them. To seek shelter. Right, exactly. So that's that's interesting that the weather drove them in there, right? Right. Because normally you would not go into a pass if like that's what right. you're doing. Now, and, quick question: What does the path? Can you describe the path? So uh, they were at the. Because I'm, pic- I'm picturing like a valley for some reason. It was kind it of is a valley. A, okay. a pass is typically a valley or a valley valley of sorts. So they they built their base camp. Um, they ba- built their base camp at. Let me see right here. I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, the 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 hill I can't find the Russian, but what it translates to is Death Mountain. Was oh, at right, the right. base. Which, so they're starting off on the right foot, clearly. But so um, they go into the pass, all experienced. We're even supposed to be in the pass. Extreme weather conditions. Um, not anywhere related to a avalanche, which I'll get into that later because that's one of the leading theories on what killed them. Um, and. Uh, they build their base camp, and then that's the last we hear of them. They all kept journals. They all kept diaries. There's nothing else from the moment they all note going into the pass, but after that, there's nothing. Okay. And they all turn up dead. I think t- there was a 20-day investigation after I, they didn't that seems buy, short. buy the Soviet government. Uh, so wait, these are all Soviets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soviet. So 20-day investigation after the fact by the Soviets – it was wrapped up in 20 days, which you're right. That is extremely short, especially given the injuries that I'm about to get into. Yes. Um, and they just 
wrote it off as hypothermia. They all died of hypothermia, mm-hmm. which is not accurate. According to the report. According the bold, to the Russian report. bold accusation. Yeah. Yes. We'll see so, if that one pays off for them. Um, <laughs> some of the injuries, to get into them before I actually detail them. So they, they were found dead. They were found dead. Injuries. Every single one of them yes. was found dead. Yes. 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 Um, I just like to put things together. Missing eyes. Missing tongue. And one was struck by force comparable to a speeding car. So think about that for a second. I see like a rock falling on them, maybe. That's the the avalanche theory. Oh, the avalanche theory, yes. Hold on to that, because it's going to be disproven later in this report. (laughs) You're spoiling it. So, um, yeah, as I said earlier, the Soviet government covered covered it up, in air quotes. Um, They did it for 20 days, and then they said they died of hypothermia, and that was it. 20 days. Um, I already detailed this a little bit. So they enter the pass, just to get the full kind of story down. Um, they deviated from their course due to weather. Uh, the name of the mountain I found it was Kolat Snyangwo, which means the dead mountain. The so name of the mountain. You saying that in Russian is the equivalent to me trying to fucking speak in English. Yeah. Because that was uh, god-awful. Yeah, wow. So, um, as of February, so they they started the, the their trip. Well, they the incident is expected to happen between February 1st and February 2nd. Because February 2nd was the last day that they... February 1st was the last day that they actually had contact. contact. They had communications. This happened in 1959, too. So communications were shit. Yeah. But they were still Mm -hmm. a thing. Um, So as of February 20th, there's no communications to their um, base camp. And the search party started. So um, some details that they found. The tent was cut open, but it was cut open from the inside. And the way they can tell that was the nature of the cuts, mm-hmm. where they were. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's an easy thing to tell. Right. right. So um, most, the vast majority of their belongings, including all of their cold weather gear, was all left inside the tent. Um, most of them, what they were found in, was either their underwear, just their socks, just a t-shirt. None of them had shoes. Maybe a couple of them had jackets, but that was what it. they were sleeping in. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, why are um, they sleeping there, man? Well, they had a warm tent, so they, they had, oh, like, okay. a warm... I mean, if you're inside a thermal tent... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, and all... I thought it was, like, a regular old tent, but thinking um, about it, hiking a mountain, that makes more sense to have a... Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, 1959, right? That's what you said it was? <clears throat> yep. Like, kerosene lantern kind of thing? Yeah. That That's going to that's gonna project some warmth. And they yeah, had yeah. body heat, too. I, I, I could be wrong, they're but all, I think... They're all in one tent. I think they were all in one <laughs> sizable tent. So... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, no, but I, think that, I think there's multiple tents, though. It's, it's yeah, less yeah. gear, though. I mean, for... Obviously, the shit that, you know, we've been through, mm-hmm. the less gear, the better. You... you specifically designate one person to carry that yep and, and then everyone else can carry additional supplies like also it, it makes sense on that point these are all like extremely experienced yeah, hikers yeah so they know like all right this guy's carrying this i don't need to carry this i'm gonna carry this instead so each right exactly they, like i'm sure they had one hell of a fucking mm-hmm. like uh inventory yeah like layout prior to prior to going yeah and you know, granted, I have a limited time here. Um, if yeah. I had like, if I had like an hour though, I would get through all of this, like the entire story, because there's, there's, there's so essentially much. there was one survivor of the DI law of past, and that was the guy who got sick and went back to their base <coughs> camp oh, before they went into the actual yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that might have been Igor Dyatlov. I don't know if that was actually him or not, but anyways, if they, they named it after him, uh, he died. Yeah, yeah I feel like he he's died probably dead. There, there was one younger member of the group who got sick 
and went back to the base camp. His name and, was Steven or and something. And he said that once it, it's all true. Yeah, it was Ricky. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so when he went back, he was extremely like happy and you know, they asked him like, Oh, how, how's the group doing? And he said that like, he reported that they're all in like really high spirits. Everyone was happy. No one was like suffering from any sort of injuries besides him. Everyone was healthy. They had enough food, enough equipment. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I didn't mean to like cut you off. So I'm what? Sorry. No, you go, you started first. I Um, just, I just, I just spoke. I'm concerned on why they let this guy go back alone. Same. Okay, that was think, my question. I think he, he went, was I think he went back with injured. one other person. Okay. I'm pretty sure he went back with one other okay. person. Okay. I was going to say, that's my step. He, he's fucking sick and not feeling well, and they mm-hmm. let him travel alone. That's a fucking no-go. I, that I was, think that's he went what with I one was wondering. That's exactly what I was going to say, Huck. That's. But I don't think it was what? like a like crippling sickness i think he was like it was clear that if he continued he was Progr- really, it was gonna progress it was right because right? this wasn't like it was a big endeavor this i think like i don't somewhere in this is the total distance it wasn't a far hike like it should have taken them maybe a couple of days max but it wasn't like it was like they were climbing mount you know the himalayan mount like they, right. they weren't doing anything crazy like this was a group of experienced hikers going on kind of like a spring break trip mm-hmm. going out doing their thing having fun um, so the, when the groups of bodies were found, they were found in two different, uh, areas. areas. Yeah. And so they can bro- be broken down into two different groups. So one of the groups was found, and I believe it was two people. They were found under a cedar tree. Um, and there was a, sm- like evidence of a small fire that had been built underneath the cedar tree. Mm-hmm. Is cedar native to that area? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it is. Uh, it doesn't seem right to me with... But that's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, so the temperature, the temperatures were negative um, thirteen and negative twenty two, which is extremely uh, fucking cold. Are we talking Celsius? Fahrenheit. 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 What was it? Negative what? Negative thirteen and negative twenty two Fahrenheit. Sounds pretty. That's um, not that. Cold. That's kind of warm. That's not that cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Uh, but that's standard for Wisconsin. Still, it's like you I mean like that's hypothermic conditions. Well, what, yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so despite that, they. The guys that were found under the tree were only wearing underwear. Only wearing underwear. Um, and, like, one thing that's kind of strange mm. is, like... Siberian cedar tree is a thing. Uh, oh. If they... Like, you know, if these guys are really experienced hikers and something made them... Like, and they were to mm-hmm. leave, like, they should know that they need... I mean, it's common sense that anyone knows that they need more than just that. What they have on. What they have on, yeah. right? What they're sleeping So, in. my thing is, like... Done shit like this. Obviously not to the extents of that cold, but you don't fucking sleep in your underwear. That's what I was, that's what I was Actually, at first. Actually, you, you do. So mm-hmm. it's it's better when you're in like those cold conditions and you have a thermal tent, like a warm tent. It's better to sleep in the most minimal amount of clothing as possible. Right. But why? Because Show body heat facts. body heat the way body heat like travels, it can get insulated both in and out by clothing. And so whenever you're in cold oh, conditions... Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. And also, they had, like, a... They had, you know, kerosene. They had uh-huh. ways of keeping warm in the tent. So... Plus, another thing, too, is when you wear clothes to bed in cold conditions, your body naturally, like, kind of thermally, like, maxes out at whatever temperature yeah, you're at. Really so you have. when you wake up you. the next morning, like, however 
thermally insulated you are is most likely however thermally insulated you're going to be. And you can start producing your own body heat. Yeah. Like by moving. That makes a lot of sense. So it's better to sleep with less clothes, put on more clothes in the morning, and then insulate yourself. I mean, you're not something new every day. 100% you're right. And I just... Give me your theories, though. It doesn't sound like you agree with him, though, by saying that. I don't know why. But you're questioning it, which is good, because this is meant to be questioned. No, no, no. I, 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 100, like, the reason behind it is, is right. right. But, I guess more in, you know, the, the time and shit that spent doing shit like this, it's... They're not on, like, a timeline crunch, which I Mm. guess that makes a little bit of a difference, but, like... I would prefer to sleep in those clothes specifically because it creates less time the following day. And I, I, I piss a lot, you know, I do. I piss like a fucking toddler. If I got to go out, I don't want to fucking put cold or, I mean, they're probably lukewarm, you know? I I see what you're saying totally. But if we think about it from their perspective, right. And I get it. It's more of a survival thing than it is like a realistic thing. And 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 it should be noted though, like you're right because at this point in time, like they were not in a survival situation. Yeah. They were in, Hey, Hey, some bad weather rolled in. We got to make base camp over here. It's going to set us back maybe, you know, 12 hours max. We're going to be fine. And survival is you get down to that lowest layer. Yes. So they maybe something, but also the, the inclement weather is their survival instinct, right? Like we need to be as warm as possible for the next day coming. Right. But also, 1959, yeah. the tent can't be that fucking good. It can't be. No, it's not going to be nearly as good as like tents you'll find nowadays. Exactly for those those late like those deep winter tents that we have now. Yeah. So like it it doesn't make sense to me why in 1959 they were not sleeping in clothes because there's no way that when they set up their base camp. They got so. that tent warm enough that they deemed they needed to sleep in survival mode. Maybe. I, but I think all those were taken. Well, interesting. So one of the theories about, and this gets into the injuries a little bit, was... I forgot um, where we left off. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, you bring got, us you back get, up. You got it, yeah. Um, was, so there had been, like, so it had been known that a few of the different members, because it was males and females... There was love interest going no. on. So there's a theory out there that says, you know, like... Orgy. Which is a giant orgy. Well... Hell yeah! Something went crazy. Like, you know, Betty was getting... Not Betty. Piped by, you know, Mike. No, and have not. all of their names. And you're, you're, you're using <laughs> Betty. You want me to say... Them. You want me to say... He's not sure which one's male and which one's female. I really am not, to be honest. <laughs> <with you. laughs> yes. I'm love, assuming... Love that shit. Ludamila, I know, is female. Zinedia... Anyways. Either way. Um, love so, interest. So to bring you back up on the on where we're at in the story. Uh, make base camp. Something happens. Cut the tent open. Everybody scatters to the four winds. Right. Right? Yeah. So, um, for the group that was found under the cedar tree, there was a small fire that had been built. Not enough to keep them warm, obviously. Obviously. But what's interesting is that the people who were found there, both of their fingernails were completely gone. All their fingernails were gone. Their fingers were super fucked up. Um... Huh. The branches of the trees had been broken at high levels. So, like, you could say, like, oh, they were trying to get firewood to, like, build the fire. But, like, way up there, um, scratch marks in the tree, 
like it what it and I'm getting at is it looked like that they, they were, were drugged down or something or they were running up the down. tree to hide from something yeah which were, so there's eight set of footprints too which eight. only eight so there's no like um sets of footprints to explain their pursuers this is where I kind of retract my previous Bigfoot theory from episode one because there's no there's no footprints for anything else besides Other than like, this them, small area besides the group of people that oh. ran out okay wind right you gotta think about wind okay? well and the fact that they found footprints to begin with is beyond me given that there was an avalanche but there's no avalanche that's what I'm gonna well I mean it, it does avalanche or no avalanche well actually no avalanche for, fuck off the, on the avalanche mm-hmm no matter what, you're on a mountain range and you are higher up in the altitudes, mm-hmm. there's going to be winds. Yep. And you know you're going to blow that top layer of snow. Mm-hmm. But right? still, the fact that you find enough footprints for all of them, all of them, there's eight sets of footprints all leading to their own individual layers. I think there's nine sets of footprints. You said eight. There's nine people. I, I apologize. There could be allegedly 11 people. There could be. I thought you meant like there was... At the at the little fire, there was eight. Sets no, of no, no, no. Eight sets of footprints okay. total, leaving the tent. Mm, okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, I mean, like, there's like seven of. No, it was the six other people other than the two that were found at the cedar. So okay. one of the guys, um, so I think his name was Slobodin. That dude, oh. um, Slobby he had like a gray liquid, <laughs> like a gray liquid and a grayish purple foam coming out of his mouth. Can't huh. be explained. Foam. Could be. Could become demon come. Could exactly. I was say bigfoot. Um, bigfoot come. Uh, so, <laughs> um, all of the the evidence from the tree to the fingernails, to like the the way the footprints are, how footprints are your stride is bigger or so you're lesser running. when you're running or walking from something. Yeah. Say that they were they were being you know, chased. Or that they they were running from something that scared the fuck out of them, and clearly they're trying to get up this tree in a manner that's like consistent with like nowadays like people who are found after trying to climb a tree to get away from a bear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it doesn't explain the broken branches though. No, it doesn't. Well, that they were climbing, on. like they were climbing, and they fell. It's, it's a cedar tree. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, high up. One hundred percent. That makes sense. Yeah. So cedar trees have they don't have really have branches. So the fact that they found shit up that high right that's a collective effort so, so i don't know like sorry i don't want to like, cut you off but i don't know anything about the fucking siberian cedars here or anything but if you go to a cedar tree in like wisconsin texas. well oh yeah in texas hey. sure. you go to a cedar tree in wisconsin the maximum height you're gonna get is like 60 feet and your branches are gonna be the consistent of probably at most a large sharpie like you can't climb like that. Shit. Like a, I was no, like I, I would say a dowel. one inch diameter oh, at big. most. Mm-hmm. At most. So it, with heights being that high, mm-hmm. there's no unless these guys were experienced in fucking. Well, scaling he didn't say trees. specifically how high, just high. So it was it was high. High is, high is like high could be relative yes. per the type of tree. So it could yeah. be eight feet. Yeah, right, it depends. But either way, I um, think we need to get, we need to keep going on the story. So we keep inter- we keep interrupting. You know, it's okay. Um, so many questions. Maybe, yeah, we could hold our questions to the end. That way, I can just get through this, and then we could yeah, go ahead, give go a ahead, good dialogue go on it. Um, so Slobodin had injuries consistent with falling on his head repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. So it wasn't like he just fell once and like 
you know, it fucked him up. Like, it was, like, repeated trauma to the head over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Um, and then Klamorogov was female. She had uh, a baton-shaped bruise on her side. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, baton-shaped is... I know, I know, I know. So they were also found wearing each other's clothes. Each other's clothes? Yep. Oh, they were fucking oh, first. That's some sure. weird orgy stuff right but, there. But okay, so uh now we're gonna move so that's that's the tree. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move mm-hmm. now to what's called I think it was like the, the, second the Dyatlov Cave. So these people what were found cave. they're found buried under seventy five meters in a ravine. Right? Um My so, question is how did they fucking find them? I don't know. I guess they followed the footprints. But uh so <laughs> Nikolai Theo Grigoles he was found with significant skull damage. Of course. Lydia Bubina and um, Simon Zolokrov. Um, so what's interesting about them, they both had, like, body trauma that was, like, comparable to getting hit by, like, a high-speed vehicle. Like, fractured chest. Like, they were fucked up. Just all the internal um, organs got just mumbled all the But Ludmila, she was – this is the interesting one. She was missing a tongue – Oh. Her eyes, parts of her lip, amounts of facial tissue, and that's what it says. I don't know how much. Facial tissue. Um, and I've seen the picture, though. It's like a considerable amount of facial tissue. Fragments of her skull bone. Um, Alex Zolotov, he was found in the exact same location as Ludmila, but he had none of the same injuries. I think he didn't have any of the same injuries at all. And they were found, like, next to each other. So it sounds like Lumita was, like, sacrificed, you know? That's what it sounds like. Um, So, and, like, the evidence shows that they died at different times because they were wearing articles of clothing taken off the dead people. So, like, Ludmila was found wearing, like, her feet were, like, wrapped with rags from someone else's clothes, like, they had been cut off. Um, They were wearing, like, each other's jackets, like, it, it was weird. It all taken off the dead people. Interesting. Um, so, some of the... So, that that's so that lays the scene, and that's how they were found. Mm-hmm. So, now, some theories about it was there are local Monzi tribesmen that were thought to potentially have been the cause of this. But the Monzi oh. were known to be, like, peaceful. They didn't really fuck oh. with anybody. People passed through this area pretty frequently before mm-hmm. this time. And they never got fucked with. Mm-hmm. It would be extremely out of character for the Monzi to do this. Mm-hmm. And then also on top of that, there would be evidence of that from them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they got stabbed by a spear. There'd be a spear mark. Yeah. You know, like cannibalism could be like the cause of like missing certain parts yeah. of her face. But that's still really weird. Cow tongue's pretty good. But yeah. By human tongue, you know. And the blunt like force trauma inflicted on the people it exceeds whatever another human being could do to another human being like it's it was too much force to have been done by another man Uh um so back on so another popular explanation of this and what the soviets then after saying it was all just hypothermia and closing the case was that it was an avalanche but an avalanche has never happened in that area and hasn't happened since um, mm-hmm. Also, there was no signs of an avalanche. I was gonna say, I feel like you could, you would know if there's an avalanche, right? But the probably the most interesting thing, um, isn't there a theory of like like a psychotic breakdown? 
Yes, there is yeah. a theory of a psychotic breakdown, like due to the weather. But what's interesting, the colds of um, Kolotov and Dubina. So the two people found Dubina found with is the, it the side tree. No, this is the the, the cave. The cave. Okay. Yep, they're in the cave. Um, so Ludina was the one with all the fucked up face. Yeah. Kolotov was the guy that found the same injury or same place, no Just injuries. injuries. Yeah. Um, they I both of their that. clothes were found to be like significantly radioactive. What? Yes. So that concludes my notes on it. Why would they even test for radioactivity? I think it would like I I don't know, but so some you, you feel it. You right? feel it? You can feel radioactivity. Really? And yeah. then you would, you'd be like, you'd pick it up and you'd be like, oh, this is strange. Yeah, and then you'd, you'd test it. But why would they be testing it? Russia in 1959? I guess. Because. I guess. So. They well, were testing. We are obviously a little history. Like, we, we know that we already fucking popped our nukes off, right? In Japan yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. in we the fort, in the forty, yeah. This so, was also like the heat of the buildup of the Cold War. It was the start, the very big start of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were testing shit out there, and the nuclear or the like radioactive material in the fucking air. So maybe, one theory, yeah, one theory maybe. that builds off of Huck's point was that there was a, and this is like pretty far fetched, but like a radioactive weapon. That was being tested in the area. And so, like, you know, also symptoms of, like, radioactive poisoning, like, could potentially like, drive someone mad. But, like, in that quick of a time span. And Unless with they, those... It could be highly concentrated, though. Right. But so, the, the one theory is that they heard the radioactive thing go off. And then they ran. And that's what scared them off. But still, like, it's kind of weird that, like... You know, you're in your tent, all of a sudden you hear an explosion or something strange, and then you just run? Like, you just, like, if I heard an explosion, I wouldn't just cut out of my tent and leave and then start climbing a tree. Like, I would, right. and, and even after the fact, after the explosion happened, I would go back to my stuff, put all my stuff on, and we'd all collectively get the fuck out of there. Right. So or that, I'd put that, my stuff on and get out of there. That's the thing, too, though, but with how hush-hush the government was about it... Mm-hmm. It really could be a radioactive thing. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's... I mean, that's a theory you have to bring in. Another right? another theory is that they stumbled upon something that they weren't supposed to stumble upon. And the government. And then, like, Russian Spetsnaz came in and, like, fucked them up. And then... Well, I mean, if they did that, there would just be a pop, 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 pop. No. Not because... Russian government? Yes. But... They could... I mean... You, you know the story you can spin when you're the only ones there? But I thought right. this was how they. How do you know all this information about their bodies and? Because that's how they were stuff. found by the search party twenty days later. Oh, the search party. Okay, yeah. Two different people. Search party, right. Right. Government. Government okay. comes in. But also, okay. well, also, so the the government, the search party was of government nature, which is why it was closed down so quickly. But like, oh, government okay. is not one entity. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you have like you know if you have like your yeah. very secretive nuclear stuff going on. Um, you would send in a small group to take care of the issue yeah. and completely skew it to make it look really weird, get out of there, remove any traces of yourself, hmm. and then the search party comes in. The search party would have no idea about that because they're probably low-level you hmm. know, Russian cops, soldiers. Yeah. You the know. KGB isn't fucking walking in. Right, there, exactly. You know? So the theory that I brought up earlier in episode one was that yeah, – and another theory – is like the Yeti. 
or Iceman. I remember. Yeah, I have. I have something for this. Which would explain, in my mind, would explain kind of some of the weird injuries to to be in his face, like the lips missing, the eyes missing, the tongue missing, or some sort of weird tribal ritual shit. Yeah. Because like what and like someone would be like, oh, it's animals, but like what, like feral animal walks up to a potential food source, only takes its tongue, mind you, with, with a clean cut. It was found removed, like removed, removed, not just like ripped out. Um, eyes gone, without any sort of, and then facial tissue gone, without then only the face without eating the the rest of the. That is thing. true. I mean, I I've eaten. Cheeks, right? Like trout cheeks, yeah. walleye cheeks. Great fucking, great meat in the cheek. There's great meat in the cheek. So Never have eaten an animal's eyes, though. Yeah. Uh, cow tongue. I've eaten cow yeah, tongue. Cow tongue is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a little counter thing. Okay. Recently stumbled across oh, uh, this recently. article. Recently. Dude, I shit you not. Like, no, right? I mean, this is going to be good. Within, like, the last, like, two weeks. That... In the height of the war in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, talk Kandahar? About? No, the oh. infantry unit that went missing. Kandahar, that was in Kandahar. Is that Kandahar? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There's an infantry unit that went missing in Kandahar in Is Afghanistan. Is Bigfoot? Close. Close, but no cigar. Um, and so they sent in special forces uh, to be exact on what special forces. Um, SEALs, Rangers, oh. Green Berets... Nobody the can big confirm. Boys. Nobody, yeah, like the the best of the best. Nobody can confirm what happened. But reports say that a twelve to fifteen foot humanoid, right? Because it's not a human, twelve what? to fifteen feet, weighing twelve hundred pounds, was the culprit of this unit going missing. Because they didn't on put the, them on a scale before they attacked him. Like, hold on, step on this real quick. All right, now you can kill us. No, they killed it. Okay. Oh, okay. And they killed this alleged giant. Right, and they obviously heli- had a fucking helicopter monk. They could fucking pack that shit out. Yeah. So like, to bag them. Yeah. So like, what weird. what happened was was this infantry unit went missing. All fucking comms are gone. So like, they sent in a special. They, yeah. It's called I thought Q- they got murked by the Hajis. Yeah. They call it a QRF, a quick reaction force. They yeah. sent that in to see what the fuck happened to these guys, and they found a bunch of their equipment. Yeah. Outside of a cave. Also, like, which is, which is, like, so, like, a bit of background on that, more information. Like, it's not like, you know, they would never, no unit that has that type of SI or sensitive information or, you know, SI. Would leave their shit. Because that can be utilized by, you know, the enemy to, and it's extremely easy to utilize because they have radios, they have navy capabilities, they have, you know, weapons. All this shit's, like, found outside this cave. Skewed. Spread. So. And they claim that the government is covering it up to hide that there are giants living in the mountains of Afghanistan, which could be, I mean, Afghanistan or Russia is like four countries away. Mm-hmm. Um, depending, I don't know it's where not the, that far. No, I don't know where the, I mean, Europe's fucking, the distance between countries is, is shortly, or insanely yeah, smaller. So like the, the distances is possible, especially like, and they're all. Um, they're all redhead. Like they all claim reports of these redheaded giants, which is also you know the Afghani people yep. are also redheaded, and that dates back to centuries before of people sh- saying that there are these you know 
ginormous fucking redheaded people, and they bring in the Vikings as well because oh, they were very huge. large, burly men. You know, I mean, seven, eight feet, like, that's not, like, insane, but, like, descendants of these giants, right? You know, like, maybe maybe some fucking six-foot-tall dudes clapping these fucking giant cheeks. <laughs> they put, they pump out all these fucking Vikings and some shit, you know, like, it's, it's all, it all can be related. Maybe, you know, maybe, like, there's a strain through the mountain ranges because the mountains of Afghanistan go through the mountains of... Russia, it's that big, big ass fucking mountain range there. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at a map right now. Um, the, like, it's it's not that close to Afghanistan, but close enough. It's you know like, yeah, one, two, three, four countries away. Right, but it's it's in the more northern part mm-hmm. of Russia. But also, like, it should be noted that like this isn't like this isn't like far eastern Russia. Like, if you look at the map, this is like pretty central Russia. So all I'm hearing is that the boys are making a trip to Afghanistan and Siberia. Yes, I'm. We're down. gonna we're gonna walk the path. Yeah, I'm no. If I, if I go out that way, I mean, it would fucking suck. <laughs> but like at least I would know before I. Well, die. Well, because we're gonna go out fucking fighting. We got we yeah. got weapons. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going fucking strapped to the goddamn. Team. You will find brass casings. There will be brass <laughs> everywhere. Ben, we gotta teach you how to shoot, but like. I'll bring the Bible. What are you talking about? The only <laughs> weapon is God. But so anyways. Mexican. Scare those yeah. devils away. So, you know, that concludes my research report on the Diablo Pass incident. Which is a lot better nice. than what it was the first episode time one. where I was just screaming about Yetis shout, killing people. Shout out though to episode one. Yeah. This is. Um, I kicked it off. What is this? going to be 14, I think? This is going to be episode this is gonna 14. Be 14. 14. That's two, two and a half months ago. Yeah. Um, we came back. We, we started doing this in, de- in uh, December. Mm-hmm. Something when Prince and I actually came back from Missouri, shout out episode 2.5 for those of you who have not listened. Uh, we don't talk about Missouri. Um, so we came back from Missouri and I had this great idea 14, about doing a, fucking, doing a fucking podcast about things that make us go, hmm. And this whole episode was just a big, hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as always, um, please give us all of your fucking comments. I would love to hear it. Questions, I want concerns. bitches, gripes, and complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear it. I'm sure Ben and Prince, you guys can attest Listen. that you want to hear it as well. Yeah, I love to hear your conspiracy theories. I do too. Is there any other, like, because everyone knows, like, the... The uh, the old birds aren't real. The yeah. golden... Big bird is propaganda. <laughs> The Golden Fort was a Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's like a bunch of common ones, but you know, if you have any crazy ones out there, I'd love to hear it. I so, mean, I, I, if you tell me that Hitler escaped Argentina, I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, if you, you t- tell me that Bush did 9/11, gonna go. I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself as well. The yeah. Illuminati, gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. But listen, if you tell me something like Hitler and George Bush were best friends that did 9/11, that might be a little yeah, different. Yeah, a little might be a little, little different. Something. I'm listening now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now um, you beat my interest. Given that they weren't, you know, alive during the <laughs> exactly. same. Exactly. Well, they were alive. They were alive. I, I, I was, I'd like to apologize for making this the segment a little bit longer, but I felt like I had to redeem myself after my first Diatlov pass go. My first pass to the Diatlov pass. Just a bunch of yeah. It was a lot of screaming. So Shut I came. Up. I came back this time with facts and no structure. Structure. That's yep. good. Um, shout out to anyone who listened to episode one and is still listening to episode 14 because episode one was fucking brutal. It was kind of hard. I've listened to it 
And it's, it's rough. God awful. It is pretty it's God rough. awful. Just everyone talking and oh. All right. Whatever. But, Prince, what's the next week's drink? Um, next week's drink will be. Um, he wasn't ready. He <laughs> was not ready. I'd like to do the uh, the the mud, the jar of mud. Jar dirt. Jar, jar dirt. dirt. All right. I you would read jar dirt. What jar dirt is? All right. So jar dirt is an ounce of triple sec syrup, though. You got it. You got to use the syrup. Apparently, you got to use the syrup. Um, an ounce. You should of, probably die if you use actual triple sec. Um, an ounce of Captain Morgan, obviously the spike, typical standard spiced rum. An ounce of Malibu Black, Ooh. and then you top that off with an entire can of Coke. So it is a. Uh, Sounds or, really it's good. a it's a fifteen ounce drink, not a sixteen ounce drink. Oh, and a couple dashes of bitters. Mm. Don't forget the bitters. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna rock a fucking jar of dirt, and we're gonna <clears> roll <throat> it. Um, we're gonna do it mason jars. Yep. Oh, I would love to be there for that, but sadly, I will be gone for. At least one week, probably two, if I had to guess. This is true. Yeah, this is a sad yep. fact. You know, we 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 college boys have graduation coming up. I'm taking a little two week break to the old great state of North Carolina. Um, but please let me know how it goes. Mm, it should be good. I, I I would love to hear it because I'm the one that do that does all the editing. Yeah. They say I'm still gonna do the editing. Don't know how, but we'll figure it out. Ben will do the editing. I'm excited to hear it myself. The next week's episode. Yeah, we're gonna come in, um, Prince. Since since it's just you and I, um, I want to do something a little crazy. Okay, Ooh, I like this. I I I'm kind of feeling something a little out there. Mm. Um, keep tuned though. Uh, we are doing an episode called Toast. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't want to miss that one. Toast Hold is on. gonna be a fun episode. We're not doing oh, that one without Ben. Right, Our research and development team 100 <laughs> percent needs to be here. R and D. Man, those guys, they think they don't get paid enough. Screw those guys. They, they do not get paid enough. Um, they're, yeah, they're unionized. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're going to be all right. But once again, um, I guess you want to close it out or you want to close it out, man? I can close it out. Thank you again for listening. Hit us up with all your comments, questions, concerns, or as Huck likes to say. Bitches, gripes, and complaints. Yes, at 5o'clocktalks at gmail.com. That is 5 the number o'clock talks with an s at the end at gmail.com at this point if you don't know our email or can't fucking spell that it's in our center link i believe i think it's somewhere in our description on spotify look at like episode one or episode two if you cannot figure out how to spell five o'clock talks if you can't then go fuck yourself um, I mean, either way not everybody can read okay <laughs> i mean i can't i can't read but i can spell five o'clock talks. Uh, either way thank you and 